0: Today on Watching Your Wealth, how should star Olympians handle their sudden wealth? This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, while you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Ken Pierce is Managing Director of Investments at Merrill Lynch, and his clients include former Olympians. Welcome, Ken.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure, Kent. So, some of the athletes may be seeing some nice paydays after the Olympics, often in the form of big endorsement deals. But handling the sudden wealth can be a challenge, right?
1: Oh, that's correct. It's certainly, uh, in many cases, uh, very new to many of them and uh, life-changing, to say the least.
0: Oh, yeah. So, you know, when we get this sudden wealth, what are some of the things we may have to do or deal with?
1: Well, I think like anything in life. you have to have a plan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you have to establish a strategy, a discipline, um, short and long-term goals. Um, if it's financially related, uh, look at things from a budget standpoint, lifestyle standpoint, um, and and having a vision of of where you want to be and. Um, what, your fi- what you want your financial legacy to look like that years down the road.
0: I'm all for having a plan. I think that's a great idea. I'm thinking of the people who may, you know, most of us aren't going to be Olympians and getting some big endorsement deals or pro athletes or what have you. But maybe, maybe, maybe we have just a good chance of winning the lotto. But perhaps one day, you know, we'll get really, really, really lucky and win the lotto face sudden wealth. I would think the first inclination for some people is, you know, I'm going to go buy something fun, go buy that car, take that vacation. Is that a good idea to have that little splurge up front and then make the plan or make the plan first, then do the splurge? I think it's an excellent
1: question. I, You know, re, the rea- reality is... Um when well proper plans in place, I think you do both. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, I think there's an opportunity for somebody that comes into wealth to take a very very small piece and to um, enjoy a, a short term goal or dream. Um, with that said, you know my advice has always been, and our team's advice is, is always plan for the future, plan for your financial legacy um, while you have an opportunity to do so and make smart. Uh, decisions around the basis of all those things so there's nothing wrong with using a little bit of money um, when sudden wealth comes in the, the key thing is is what percentage how much mm. and obviously if it's on a very smaller scale uh... which we advise um... really let the other monies be uh... certainly diversified properly mm-hmm. invested properly etc you'll be able to do so many more things long-term than you can probably ever imagine. Good point. Um, when somebody I, mm. reaches too deep too early, that's when they run into
0: problems. Very true. That That's true. And I have you know had the opportunity, the pleasure of interviewing some pro athletes, and one of the things that they have told me is often when you're in that position – And you've got this fame and you have people know you have money or you're approached with these opportunities like, hey, will you invest in my restaurant or, hey, will you help me launch my new business? And you said that, you know, jumping into those opportunities may right away may not be such a good idea.
1: Exactly. I think every every situation, every opportunity needs to be extremely vetted. Uh, It needs to be vetted very well by professionals. Um, you need to have weigh out the calculated risks and the returns, and um, but again, it's like anything else in life. I think diversification is the king.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, risk management is the general theme, as opposed to you know return management. Um, protection and preservation should be the concentrated theme, as opposed to high growth. Right. So um, there's there's a uh, thorough and very methodical and surgical way to approach this as opposed to a quick emotional reaction spend and then five years look back and say, Where did it go?
0: Absolutely. And one of the points you mentioned when we chatted earlier, which I really liked, is that you wanna avoid making irreversible monetary decisions for at least six months. So when you come into that money, you know, wait a bit. Don't just jump in right away get your sea legs and, and pace it out first so I think that's a great point point. Uh, one thing working with these Olympians you know people who use their have such physical jobs may have shorter careers than some other folks who say work in an office all day so one thing Olympians need to think about is that shorter career and how they can plan for that right
1: no that's true and I think they're more educated today now more than ever So the ones that are at the top of their game really are educated properly and coached properly, hopefully, that they are a brand. Uh, They are their own company and can be their own company for their lifetime, if they so choose. Um, And, you know, the trickle-down effect many, many, many years later uh, could be enormous. Uh, The ones that plan and put the right team around them – properly um really their the lucrative side of it could be way more substantial post-career than during their career
0: yeah you just gotta be um, smart with your money yeah
1: right yeah so um you know again i i think it's very important that the emotions are not involved in business decisions
0: mm. particularly
1: on the short term mm. so having the right team around uh an individual or an olympian or an athlete uh, Etc. cetera, um, really helps in that regard, looking at things non-emotionally and, again, very diligently and doing the due diligence involved accordingly for, for each specific uh, mm-hmm. client, investor.
0: Speaking of emotions, how do you not get wrapped up in the emotions when a family member or a friend comes to you and says, hey, I, I need some money, and I know you just won this, the Olympics, and I know you just got this great endorsement deal. Can you hook me up? Can you help me? How do you deal with that when you're in that position?
1: Well, that's an excellent question. You know, and that's a that's a question that's actually posed to virtually all athletes today. And you know, we we uh, and myself and my team, we spend a lot of time coaching them to try to take that burden, uh, that emotional pressure, a lot of times family decision off their backs and put it on our backs, so that we can educate and work with those types of people and family members, extended family members, of why that probably wouldn't be a good idea and why we're not um, recommending for the client to do something like that on a larger scale.
0: Mm -hmm. Having someone, yeah, I was going to say having someone run interference, whether, you know, it's a financial advisor or an accountant or a lawyer, having someone to do that, to get in that middle of that conversation would be helpful to, 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 you know, take a little of that emotion out. Great tips. Um, Kent, I would love for you to stick around and take our fun financial quiz. Are you up for that? Sure. All right. Great. You stick around, too.
1: Hi, I'm Paul Vigna. If you do not subscribe to the Money Bee podcast, you are going to feel worse than a short seller on the day of a big rally. Go to iTunes and wsj.com slash podcasts. You want to sign up for this one.
0: WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. So now it's time for financial advisor, Kent Pierce, to take our fun financial quiz. Kent, you ready? Yes, sure. Kent, so what's the best financial advice you've ever heard?
1: <laughs> That's a tough question. Um, the best financial advice I ever heard was to make non-emotional decisions.
0: That is good advice. Worst financial advice you ever heard?
1: That their friend or family member um, thinks it's a great idea.
0: Good one. Fill in the blank. Money can buy.
1: Money gives options.
0: Mm, I like that. Money can't buy.
1: Love and divine happiness.
0: (laughs) I like it. If you want a million dollars after tax, what would you do with it?
1: First would be to try to positively impact as many lives as possible. So I think in that form, charity outlets are certainly uh, come to mind.
0: I love it. Um,
1: and then secondly, um, you know, put a piece aside for, you know, family and financial legacy long term.
0: Sounds great. Thanks so much for joining us, Kent. Thank you. And this has been watching your wealth, a production of the Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.